Sex is 10% between the legs and 90% between the ears. It's a mind game. It's a mind fuck. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all get mind fucked together. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey, hotties. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the Two Hot Wives. Wow. (laughs) What a weekend we have had. Absolutely. So tonight we have our last bonus episode before we launch into season two. And we are going to talk all about PCAP. Podcast Palooza, which was an amazing, amazing event. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that were there, we miss you already. You were all amazing. For those of you who missed it, get onto the newsletter mm-hmm. like now. Sign up for next year. Be- it's going to sell out quickly next year Absolutely. because everybody had such a great time. I know everybody's excited about going back. Yes. So, you know, we're going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of people that are already ready to sign up as soon as it comes out. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to go into a lot of the events and experiences that we had during PCAP, including the seminar that we gave, uh, during the event, just the tips, five tips for a woman to turbocharge her pleasure on a play date. Because I think, you know, based on my experience and the experience that I hear from a lot of women, we go into these play experiences thinking they're going to be so incredibly hot. And they don't, they're just not. Sometimes they really fall flat. Yeah. And what can we do, right? Sometimes it's out of your control. But I think, you know, women in general don't take enough control to mm-hmm. make sure that they're having the kind of play experience they want. So we're trying to empower women to take more control in these playdate situations um, so that they can have a more positive experience. Yeah. And that takes a little prep. You know, you really have to plan these things ahead of time. And so our seminar, I think, uh, really went into a lot of detail on how to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I got to say my voice sounds so bad. <laughs> I, I I just feel like the whole weekend we were just talking and talking and talking. I still haven't gotten my voice back. It's, it's a little graphic, but it's sexy. It's kind <laughs> of like uh, Catherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very mm-hmm. sexy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we get started, Kat, what are we drinking tonight? <laughs> Uh, we are drinking uh, cranberry lemonade with some some uh, sparkling water. What? <laughs> no alcohol. No booze? Oh, no. You no. know what? We don't always need alcohol to have a good time, no. right? No. And after the weekend that we've had, we need to mellow out a little bit and, you know, maybe maybe wait till the following weekend to start up again. But I, I feel like, uh, yeah, we, we need to uh, mellow just a little bit. No alcohol today. Little recovery. A little recovery. I absolutely agree. And you know, one of the things that we did during PCAP was oh yeah, water down our drinks, alternate alcohol with, with water, yep. stay hydrated. Lots of club soda. Yeah. All the drinks that I made were really light, you know, Mm -hmm. little lemon vodka, lots of club soda, 
mm-hmm. little cranberry juice, whatever we had, actually. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we did our little grocery run first thing. Mm-hmm. We got some mixers, little whatever they had, lemonade, little cranberry juice, lots of club soda. Yeah. Some ginger beer, yeah. several different kinds of alcohol. And so it was like, what are we making today? I don't know. But whatever it is, it's going to have a lot of club soda in it. And with our mocktails, <laughs> we need a few hot tails. So, Ams, tell us about your hot tail. I had a few hot tails when it came to podcast a palooza. It was, uh, you know, we have been pretty locked down for the last year. We played with a very limited number of people, mostly with you guys and a couple of new um, people, but there has not been as much. Uh, reaching out to new couples in the last year. So, so podcast Palooza was a really fun opportunity to meet new people. And we did have a chance to, uh, uh, to play with a new couple. It was interesting, actually. And I'm going to jump into one of the seminars that we heard where Catherine from Expansive Connections was talking about like, who do you connect with in, in lifestyle? She talked about amazing things, but one of the things she talked about was, you know, your primary partner tends to be the person who's a little bit opposite from you. So if you're more introverted, you tend to end up with an extrovert. If you, um, like variety, the other person tends to like security. But when it comes to, non-monogamy, you like to explore people who are a little bit more like you. Yeah, I I think that is so true too. Don't you think that's sort of the dynamic that happens with the four of us, right? Absolutely. And it might be why you and I get along so well too, (laughs) because we're almost like a couple, you know? Like we are a little opposite of each other, but we're enough alike that it works. It works. But when it comes to playing with each other's husbands... You know, Mr. Ams is a lot like me. Yep. Mr. Cat is a lot like you. So it seems like that really fit with what she was talking about. Absolutely. It totally clicked for me. I mm-hmm. don't know why I hadn't observed that before. I'd never thought of that before. In any event, at this event, there were many, many sexy people. Many, mm-hmm. am- like the people were amazing. Overwhelming. Yes. Like, just amazing people everywhere. Yes. And there was there were um, there was a couple that I was like yeah I I I find I find them super attractive mm-hmm. and they were actually very close to another couple they they kind of um, these two different couples knew each other in advance and they came to the event and I thought that all four of them were super super cute mm-hmm. super hot kind of gravitated toward one the guy was a little taller and a little more built. And I was like, ooh, I, I want to touch that. I want to lick that. You know what I mean? So we- Wait, I wanted to lick that too, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so we kind of targeted them a little bit and made an overture, but it just didn't work that night. And uh, the next day, Mr. Ams and I were hanging out in the pool talking to the other couple who I thought was super cute. And we were talking about the fact that she- tends to be more extroverted. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the, the Catherine's Expansive Connections um, boot camp and how that works so well for the four of them because she tends to be more extroverted. He tends to be more introverted. And the other couple is switched. I was like, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> I went after the wrong, the wrong couple. couple. <laughs> I was supposed to be with this couple. Right. And uh, so, we're, so we're chatting and they started to make a little overture. Like, you know, can't wait to see your costumes tonight. And, you know, maybe as the night goes on, maybe we can, you know, get together sometime around midnight. And I went, hmm, why do we have to wait till midnight? It's like noon, one o'clock. Why don't we just play now? And they looked like they were poleaxed. Like, oh my God. <laughs> what do you mean? We could play now? We don't have to wait until the very end of the evening and everybody's tired and sweaty? Like, brilliant. Why don't we just play now? You used your motherfucking words. I used my motherfucking words. You go, girl. That's right. That's right. I love it. Um, so we went upstairs to the penthouse. Did I mention that we were in the penthouse? It was amazing. It was amazing. We'll go into that later. But um, we had our, our room set up in the, the penthouse. And, and this is a relatively experienced couple. So it was very easy and comfortable. I would say one of the, the best first play experiences that we had. And she identified as as bisexual. Mm-hmm. And she knew that that wasn't like a big thing for me. She's like, I'm bi. I know you aren't. And that's okay. Um, but, you know, it's very go with the flow. We've talked about this before. Yeah. You know, it's situational. When the girl is really into it, mm-hmm. kind of changes the dynamic, right? I remember you saying that. And I was like, well, you know, I need to feel that level of attraction. But the fact that she was really into the idea of it, and I could just tell, I could see it in her eyes, I could see it in her body language, like, yeah, I kind of I kind of want to explore that mm-hmm. a little bit. So, you know, the four of us are are in bed together and there's all the little foreplay that happens. You're kissing, you're taking your clothes off and um we we got to the the full swap mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, little bonus. I got to check out the unique condoms which I had heard about through Mickey and Mallory on the Casual Toys website, this condom is like super thin and and looser. And uh, it it is supposed to be a lot uh, better for the guy. Like he can experience a lot more sensation. So wow. my new my new partner pulled out one of the unique condoms. And uh, it was cool. I, it didn't feel all that different for me. Mm-hmm. But I think for him, it's a much more, you know, you, you get more heat transfer. It was a better more textile. Experience. Yeah, just yeah, just more sensation. Feel. Yeah. Um, they're they're not cheap, but I think they come in like a pack of three. They go on a little bit unusually. So I was like, what is it you're doing? You're pulling on this <laughs> Pull <tabs>. these tabs. <laughs> but it was it was cool. It, you know, there's a lot of talking and laughing and stuff that mm-hmm. happens during a play experience. So, so we took a little moment to talk about the the condoms. Um, but uh, the hottest part for me was a, a point where Mister Ams was behind her doggy style, and they're having a great time. And and um, the guy and I are having an amazing time. But I think he like need a little bit of a break. So she asked if she could go down on me. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, sure. Let's do that. So I was kind of laying on the bed and she, um, she was, she was licking my clit. She was, she was really getting, you know, in there. And, uh, Mr. Ams was behind her kind of very rhythmically going in and out. Mm. And I could feel her body and her mouth moving with the rhythm that he was setting 
as he was fucking her. And that I felt like very connected with her and with him. And then my partner was kissing me and touching my breasts and kissing my breast. And it was just like that moment where you feel really in sync with everybody mm-hmm. in the room. Um, so there was, a, there was a lot of just very easy, very comfortable segues between different play experiences. And so this is a first. It's a first, first play. play date. That's yeah. great. It was super, super easy and fun. And I came twice. She made me come. He made me come. It was awesome. And then it was like, we did, I like the little, you know, post-mortem conversation, but I don't need it to last like an hour. And the fact that there was a pool pool party party still happening, I could be like, you know, high five. That was awesome. Thanks guys. Let's like get our clothes on and go back to the pool party. So the timing was really easy and fun. And it just worked so well to take a break in the middle of the day, as opposed to waiting to the end of the the theme party mm-hmm. when you're feeling when you're tired, really tired and your feet hurt and that sort of thing. So it was <laughs> it was really fun. It was not my only um, play experience there. We connected with a a couple that we have known for a while and had a really really fun play experience with them as well. But I'm going to have to save that for another. You're looking at me like you didn't know that I'm happened. Trying to think. I I can't think of who that was. Um, our our friends. That came with us? That came with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know who that is. (laughs) Hot, hot couple. Super hot. Super, super thoughtful. Like, he is, you know, again, you you kind of like Mm -hmm. the the people who are a little bit more like you. He's super thoughtful, cerebral guy. So Mm -hmm. we can nerd out on stuff like music. And he's just very deep, passionate guy. So that was a that was a totally different experience. I was like very deep and passionate. This other one was really casual and fun. And I just love how sex can be all those different things. Mm. Mm. If you have the right partner. <laughs> yes. Partners, plural. How about you? What is your hot tail for tonight? So my hot tail comes from the last night that we were there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we'll, we'll go into some more detail about the evening itself because it was a blast. It was yeah. so much fun. We were dancing and just going crazy. And it got to the end of the night and it was sort of like, okay, what are we going to do here? You know, and I'm, I'm sweaty and just, you know, kind of ready to call it a night. Yeah. Almost ready to call it a night, but feeling like I want to do, I I do want to play. And so the four of us Mm -hmm. went and decided to check out the playrooms. Yes. And we're looking at the playrooms and there wasn't a whole lot happening uh, in the playrooms at that time. But wow, they were really set up beautifully. Very sexy. They were. The lighting was dim. There was Gorgeous. condoms and lube available to people. The beds were clean and made and, you know. Yeah, the space looked very clean. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. inviting. And so we were kind of, we were walking through the four of us looking at that. And then we kind of went aside and said, okay, let's talk about this for a second. What do we want to do tonight? Mm-hmm. And I loved that because it was sort of like, let's take a deep breath. We're all thinking different things in our head and let's let's talk about it. So we decided to go back to our room. We have the penthouse mm-hmm. and lots of surfaces that we did not try out yet. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And um, we decided to go back to the penthouse, get in the shower, clean off the sweat and the day mm-hmm. and yeah. put on something sexy and comfortable and we played this game like a jenga yeah it was, right? it's called tower of kink tower we played this game tower of kink and we never played that before mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice because we didn't know what the the 
um, it's sort of truth or dare Jenga. And we didn't, we hadn't, we didn't know what the dares were. We didn't know what the, the truths were. So. Right. And what I thought was great about this is like a lot of times people use those games as an icebreaker, right? Mm -hmm. We're not so sure about, you know, jumping right into play. But for us, it was more like, here's something we haven't done. Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's make this evening really fun, really different. And it was really fun. It was, it was fun. We, we asked questions that we didn't know the answers to. And, you know, after a two year relationship, we've been through a lot. Like mm -hmm. I didn't realize there was stuff that we hadn't shared with each other. So that right. was kind of cool. Right. And I liked how we, um, even though it, it may have been my question, we all answered it. Yeah. That hey, was fun. That was fun. And so there was one in particular really hot court sort of exchange. When we came across the tile, it said, perform on someone other than your spouse, mm -hmm. your best sexual technique. That's right. I remember that. Mm -hmm. So... I gave Mr. Ams a blowjob. And it was an excellent blowjob. Well, it is my it, best sexual technique. technique. <laughs> I kind of think so. I think part of that is that I know a lot of women don't really love to do it. But I think that I have a few ideas of how, you know. For the, for the <laughs> listeners out there who have not gotten to witness and or experience it, what are some of your like favorite <laughs> blowjob techniques? So... I think the biggest thing, actually, when giving a blowjob is just to get really into it. Mm -hmm. Like your partner can feel when you're, you're doing something you don't want to do or sure. when you're doing something that you really like to do. Sure. So I would say, you know, the number one tip and really it trumps everything is to just get really into it. Be enthusiastic. Yeah, be enthusiastic. They know. They know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I... I start with my tongue. I lick all the way up. I get everything really wet, mm -hmm. you know, and I go up and down. But I do a lot of things with my hand. I change things up constantly. I do a little licking and then I might go all the way onto it with my mouth, mm -hmm. you know, moving in different ways, using my hand. Just I use my imagination and then I might start from the, from bottom. the bottom again and lick all the way up. And so I just get I just get super into it. And then I reach my hand up and I grab his nipple because I know he likes a little squeeze and I pinch him a little bit. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Cat likes that too. Yeah. You know, not too hard, but just letting him know like I've, I've got more than one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really fun because I wasn't, I wasn't, the goal wasn't to make him come. Right. The goal was just to do it for a few minutes. And I actually really loved that you and Mr. Cat were watching. Because I kind of look over my shoulder at you and sort of lick the head a little bit to sort of tease, tease yeah, that yeah. a little bit. It's, it's like that a four-person experience. It was a lot yeah. of fun. I don't yeah. think we've ever done anything like that. No. And I loved your best sexual, sexual technique. technique. <laughs> yeah. So I, I couldn't go for the blowjob because to your point, it's not favorite position. There are times that I really like it and I'm really into it. And, and I have positions that are kind of my go-to positions where if like I'll have the guy stand, uh, sitting on the side of the bed and I'll be kneeling on the, on the ground. And then I can like play with myself and play with him at the same time. And I've totally come that way. Like that's a really hot position mm. for me. Um, but you know, 
it's it's not it's not my favorite. I would much rather have a guy go down on me than give him a blowjob. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> dudes. I know that's not your fantasy necessarily, but I I do like a good hand job, and I think I do a good hand job. You do an amazing hand job. Thank you. I got to witness it <laughs> the other night. Thank you. And it struck me that you know a lot of times if a guy doesn't come. You know, he's like, hey, can you help me out? And we're going to do a hand job, right? Give a guy a hand. Give a guy a hand. And man, you guys do not have to feel bad about that because <laughs> Ams is really into it. I mean, what you were doing, I I think, makes the guy feel like, wow, this is awesome. As if it's, you know, a part of the regular play. It yeah. doesn't have to be the the last thing that you do because one person hasn't reached the finish line. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it made me think too, like, I need to up my hand game. Your hand job game? I'm going to yeah. up my hand job game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to practice. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely you got to use two hands. And I, the one thing you shouldn't do is just like grab it with a death grip and just pump as hard as you can. This is almost never the right technique. And you have mm-hmm. to check in with your partner because some guys like a really tight grip and other ones, you really cannot hold that tightly. They're way too sensitive. Um, but I like to kind of um, have my hands together in, you know, fists around the shaft and bring my left hand down toward the balls while the other one comes up. So there's a little bit of a pull, like a gentle pull. And then I like to do this little swirly twist at the top where where the palm of my hand is kind of touching the the head of the the penis and then coming back down so that's kind of my favorite but you need I also think a lot of lube yeah that was the one thing I thought about too is you started with I'm gonna get the lube out I'm gonna get the lube out if we're yep. gonna do you know the basically every sexual position except for oral sex is better with, with lube. lube it's better with lube and I don't get you know I've had Mr. Ams or other partners say, but you're so wet. I don't give a shit. I like the feeling of that extra slipperiness, that extra, you know, getting, so there's no like pull on Mm -hmm. the skin at Mm -hmm. all. So get out the loop. It makes everything better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was fun. That was was really fun. You know, the other part I really liked about it was we don't, we never really parallel played. Uh, When we met you guys, we sort of immediately went into soft swap and then full swap and then like separate room play. Mm -hmm. I had not really, once in St. Thomas, but I had not really seen you and Mr. Cat together. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's something really special about watching somebody with their primary partner. And you can see how very into each other they are. And that like moment where somebody touches the other person in the way they know they like to be touched and, and just the whole body kind of mm-hmm. reacts in this spasm of joy. It, it's really cool. That was a really cool thing to witness. And then to also be watched by someone that you loved it knew was just watching with like affection and mm-hmm. attention. So it was really cool. Yeah. And just taking our time and just making it fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Okay. And one more thing I really liked. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing I really liked. I was like done. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember this. I know exactly what you're going to (laughs) say. Mr. Adam. No. Who was it? Mr. Cat. Right. Uh, Who was using his hands and his mouth and he came, made me come really, really hard. Um, So I was laying on the couch, like with my blankie and my binky. I'm like, (laughs) done, done, done. And uh, behind the couch was a padded ottoman. Mm -hmm. um, And... You were with the two 
guys. Mr. Cat was behind you, entering you from behind, and you were on your hands and knees, and Mr. Ams was standing up. He looked like Captain Morgan. He was like standing up <laughs> with his hands on his um, hips and his dick like sticking way out. And you were giving him a blowjob while mm-hmm. Mr. Cat was was coming at you from behind. Yeah. And my view was kind of from below looking up. And you guys all just looked so sexy, so hot. And I was like, I'm so dumb, but oh my God, that <laughs> looks amazing. You guys looked amazing. That was in a that lot moment. of fun. Whew. That was, yeah, that was really fun. They were mm-hmm. both so hard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oof. Okay. All right. I need like a cold shower yeah, yeah. now because that was really hot. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk all about PCAP and about our awesome seminar. And we're back. We're back, bitches. <laughs> PCAP. Wow. You know, sometimes you, you're you going to an event and there's so much lead into the event and so much anticipation and it never lives up to all of these high mm-hmm. expectations. It surpassed my Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to say, Kate from the Wonderless podcast, I can't believe the amount of work that she put into this. I mean, before the event... There was just so much detail that mm-hmm. she took care of, uh, especially um, like this Hoova mm-hmm. app. What a great idea! So I I'd never used Hoova before, but it's a it's an event app, and there was an opportunity to get to know the participants, to get to know the content creators, mm-hmm. to chat with everybody, ask questions, schedule pre events. It had the full agenda on there, and then you could pick and choose what you wanted to put on your agenda. Mm-hmm. It had meetup, chit chat. Anybody could could start a topic mm-hmm. and you could go into all of these. I mean, talk about down the rabbit hole. <laughs> you could do a lot of that. Yeah. Because and, and it just I think I mean by the time we got to the event, we knew yeah. everybody. It it really felt like we knew the people we mm-hmm. were going mm-hmm. to see. And that, you know, then you get past these awkward icebreakers that Where take are you a from? Whole, yeah. Where are you from? 24 hours to get to know people. Yeah. Like we immediately felt like we yeah. knew people. And you could walk right up to people and go, hey, and you just, everybody was just so excited. Yeah. We're all hugging. Yes. Because most of us have been vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think the vast majority of everybody. Yes. Had been vaccinated, which we all were kind of talking about that on the app. So everybody had this level of comfort coming in. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when we got there, the venue itself, fantastic. The hotel was perfect. It it had, I think, 88 rooms. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Which was a great number. It was enough people that, you know, there's an opportunity to make connections, whether mm-hmm. sexual or not, with a lot of different people. There was a lot of variety there. Mm-hmm. And the way it was laid out, it was like party corridor. Mm-hmm. Right That's down right. to the pool where they had a great pool bar and some cabanas around. And she even made sure there was a privacy screen set up right. so no one could see. And the security guards. They were on top of things. They were awesome. Yeah. I mean, at first we were like, no, really, we need to go down to the pool to get our, wrist our wristbands. And they're yeah. like, no, I need to see a wristband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I actually thought that was great because it means that they're taking it seriously. That's right. 
That's right. There were no people wandering in, Mm -mm. you know, who weren't supposed to be there. They were checking wristbands periodically. We had this, the um, privacy screen up, which was great because there were topless pool parties Mm -hmm. every day, which was super, super fun. And the hotel staff was phenomenal. Yeah, they were really, really good. They were super um, accommodating whatever we needed. They Mm -hmm. were, um, they were able to, you know, hop to and just really, really, really friendly. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for, for those of you out there who live in a place where you don't have a huge um, community of sex positive people, going to an event like this where you can connect with people from all over the country and, and a few people from, you know, other countries. Certainly there were a lot of Canadians. There was a super sexy couple from Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. And, but, you know, this opportunity to, feel part of a community, just this immediate affinity that everybody felt for each other. And there were plenty of sexy people, but it wasn't like, let's all go into a room and fuck. It was just the chance to to talk and connect Mm -hmm. and be open and authentic. I highly, highly recommend that, especially if you don't have that close to home. Um, This is an activity, sex in general, is something that can feel really isolating. And to be part of a community where you can talk openly about your sexuality is such a gift. It was so fantastic. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. You know, we're in the pool. And I will admit, I had a little, you know, nervous sort of anticipation of everything because it's the first time that we've been in the public eye since we started the podcast. And I, you know, I, I, I didn't know how I was going to feel about that, you know, and introducing myself for the first time and seeing someone's face change and go, Oh, oh, are you one of the hot wives? And I'm like, I am. And they were like, Oh my gosh. And, and so just to feel their excitement and their genuine sweetness was just. No words. It was just amazing. Yeah. And then there were some people who weren't, you know, didn't really know no who we were yet. or what, sure. you know, they knew that we were there, but they didn't, weren't familiar with our podcast yet. And they were so nice too. Oh, I'm going to have to go listen to a couple of episodes on our, on our journey home. You know, it was crazy. Couldn't do that while you were there because there were way too there was many not enough time. activities, yeah. which is really nice because you could participate or you could kind of hang back and just hang out in the pool if you wanted to. Yes. Yes. Something for everyone. Yes. The, so the topless pool parties were kind of the anchor uh, for the whole afternoon. You mm-hmm. could always go hang out, take your top off if you wanted to. There were plenty of ladies who kept um, their their top on and they looked unbelievable. And uh, it, there were seminars every like two hours or so. So all the content creators participated in some kind of seminar where they brought their own unique perspective mm-hmm. and advice. Um, and we, um, we had a chance to go to the, um, expansive connections. It was like a marriage boot camp, which I thought was Phenomenal. <laughs> Just so eye-opening. Um, and I don't care if you are super experienced or not. Like every every primary relationship can use a little bit of mm-hmm. sort of couples hygiene. And I think what Catherine's doing is really fantastic. And then we checked out the Black and Kinky seminar. They, they were, were fun. <laughs> they were so fun. So much energy. They were talking about um, – Vibe venom and and uh, erotic elixir, yeah. and it, it's you know it's actually 
we go into similar discussion mm-hmm. about like what are the things that turn you on and what are the things that are immediate mood killer and kind of going into some activities to help you identify that for yourself. Who else? Uh, the sapphic swingers. Oh, that's right. We went to the sapphic. That was, that was so fun. hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I love them so They much. actually had a uh, like a bed in the middle of the mm-hmm. room and they had demonstrations, yeah. which was amazing. So, you know, a little girl-girl action, wondering how to make that work. They showed several different sort of positions, positions. all fully clothed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G-rated, but not G-rated. Yeah. So, the, yeah, their shtick was like atypical swinger or play situations. Mm-hmm. The, these two v- wonderful, sexy ladies, what they like to do is play with um, straight women. Right. <laughs> yeah, out of like a, a typical swinger couple. And uh, so for that dynamic, I think a lot of their partners don't really know what the fuck to do. <laughs> right. And they don't play with men. They don't play with men. But mm-hmm. they're comfortable with the men being there. Mm-hmm. So That's it's right. sort of a little bit of what does the guy do while we're doing this? And and that was really interesting too. Yeah. But they had a packed house. They did. And everybody was laughing and just having so much fun with that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. They were great. Um. Yeah, yeah, there were so many. I can't even and uh toward souls. Yes. Yes. They were talking about passion play. Mm-hmm. That I missed because I was having my own little passion play up in the <laughs> up in our room. So I felt I felt badly because they are such nice ladies. That they are me. super, super cool. Yeah. So um so with the seminars, we too had our own special mm-hmm. contribution, um, our, our seminar, which we, we started off by, by confessing that we were virgins. <laughs> we're virgins. We've never done a seminar together, but I thought it went really well. You know, I was, uh, talk about being nervous. I was nervous beforehand, yeah. but once we got going, I felt good. Yeah. The crowd, first of all, we had a full house, which was amazing. And as we, we had this sort of aisle in the center and we could walk down and talk to people directly that were maybe in the back asking a question. That was great Mm -hmm. because once we got going and we started talking with the crowd and, and, you know, feeding off of their energy and the questions that they were asking, it felt more like sort of a discussion. A dialogue. Yeah. It really, it really flowed nicely. The participation of the attendees that were there was just fantastic. And you could see their faces that they really wanted us to do well. Yes. You know, like they were cheering us from their seats and, and you know, just feeding off of that energy, I think, made my nervousness go away. Yeah. I felt really comfortable talking about all of the different, you know, subjects that we were hitting and just their feedback through their smiles and their nodding and energy. Just yeah. they were giving us so much energy. So much love. Yes. There's a lot of love in that room. It was great. Yes. So so what did we talk about? Well, so why do we talk about the subject? That we chose. And I really think it started from a listener question that mm-hmm. we got from actually a participant at PCAP, um, a beach body couple. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Sorry. I keep calling them beach body couple because they're super hot bodied. <laughs> but no, beach bed couple. And uh, she had asked the question, do women rule the lifestyle. There's this sort of saying that you hear over and over again, women rule the lifestyle, they control the lifestyle. And she's like, do you think that's true? Or do you think that 
basically people just say that it's like lip service to make women feel more comfortable jumping into bed with right. strangers. Right. And I think she's she's right. So we asked that question of the audience. What do you think? Do you think this is true or not? Right. And we had a lot of dif- a lot of different answers. Basically, we sort of, I think, came to the conclusion that we sort of are in charge of the no. Mm-hmm. Like we're the, we're the limiting factor. We're the ones who say, mm, no, I'm not into it. I don't want to. And, or I'm not interested in that activity or, you know, I don't feel like playing. Yeah. And we don't really move forward to take control of the situation for the things that we want to yeah. do, for yeah. the kinds of experiences that we want to have. Mm-hmm. And so we sort of geared our seminar all about the five ways that you can supercharge your pleasure by taking control. That's right. That's right. So many women sit in the passenger seat of their sexual experiences mm-hmm. and they rely on their partner, usually their primary partner, to drive the experience. And then they get sometimes angry and resentful or just feel icky and you know, because they didn't have the experience that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So how how do we flip that dynamic? Or even they end up saying no. Sure, right? right? We get there and we're like, mm, no, this no, isn't what this I isn't working. What I thought. And how tough is that on our partners to like expect them to read our minds and try to set up this experience, mm-hmm. and then and then we don't want it, and then we feel bad because we don't want to disappoint them. Right. Take They've, one for the team. And we're never doing these, that. No. No. And yeah. they don't want us to. No. They don't. don't. They don't. So yeah, how do we help empower women to figure out what kind of experiences they actually like? And you know what? It requires a lot of preparation. Right. So let's go into the five challenges and some of the techniques that we can use to address them. Yes. What was number one? Number Challenge number one, your head is not Mm -hmm. in the game. And that really that kind of flows down to all the different challenges. But so often we we set up something that sounds like it's going to be good and then we get there and we're just not in the mood, right? How often have you told your husband, like, I'm not in the mood. Mm-hmm. So what are ways that we can help identify in advance the things that will get us in the right mindset? So tip number one, identify your brakes and your accelerators. Right. What are the things that just shut you down immediately? Mm-hmm. Those are the breaks. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the kids being home. Yeah. You know, or, you know, having to deal with kid issues. Mm-hmm. And being sort a of, mom. Yeah, being a mom. And, and uh, it takes me out of my sort of my head yeah. for sexy time because yeah. I'm thinking, I got to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Who who needs a ride to soccer practice exactly. or, you know, who's overhearing what's happening? Like, or who's upset? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there's something going on in their lives that they, that I need to help them with. Yeah. Yeah. So I think kids is a, is a big break for a lot of women. And just a, as a side note, the concept of breaks and accelerators, that is not our terminology. That comes from a phenomenal book called Come As You Are, which is written by Emily uh, Nagofsky. If you have not read it, I highly, highly recommend that you do. This This was such a light bulb moment mm-hmm. for me when I read about the brakes and the accelerator. So I'm like a, you know, a, a, an evangelist when it comes to these issues. And her book is, um, is 
she has an audio version. She does. Which Yay. is the way that I consumed it. Yes. So I found that to be really easy on the drive. And mm-hmm. of course, I'm backing it up yeah, yeah, to yeah. hear you that part again because it's yeah. really a great book. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things I thought was interesting in the seminar is uh, a woman and her husband identified a, a break as pushy single guys. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they had experiences going to clubs and felt like a great not just single guys, but aggressive guys who were coming in and presuming that they were going to play. Mm-hmm. That was a huge turn off for her. That was a break for her. Right. But at the same time, someone else in the audience, another woman in the audience said, for her, that was a turn on. That's right. So the point to that is that it's different for everyone. That's right. And you need to do your motherfucking homework <laughs> and figure out what are the things that keep you from you know, really enjoying a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. are your breaks? What are your accelerators? So we talked more about the breaks because did. I think for women, it's you can be pushing on the gas all you want. If your foot is on the brake, you're not going anywhere. So, you know, people, men, our, our partners tend to really get caught up in what are the things that are going to turn her on if I whisper in her ear, if I touch touch her breasts or something. But if the brakes are on, you're going nowhere. So, you know, identifying your brakes, the things that that kill the mood for you and eliminating them ahead of time. Well, and communicating those to your partner, right? Because he's all worried about turning you on when what he really should be worried about is eliminating your brakes. Yep. But he won't, he can't read your mind. It's not going to be the same for everyone. You know, I remember at the beginning of having these conversations, we'd be like, do the dishes. Do Because for me, knowing that the house is a mess is a big break. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not everybody's breaks. So you need to know what they are. You need to communicate it to your partner if you need help in eliminating those breaks. And then, you know, if if you have a tough time physically starting to turn on identifying some of your accelerators, some of the things that help you um, switch into that sexy mindset. And it, it's not necessarily physical touch, mm-hmm. although that can be part of it. It can be something like turning on music or getting in the shower and starting to to wash your hair and get ready for a mm-hmm. play date. Some of these activities that that um, are habitual that, that or ritualistic that help you kind of get into the mood of feeling like a sexual creature, you know, right. kind of taking off the mom um, hat and putting on the sexy sex goddess hat. Right. Like, like for instance, um, practicing a little self-care, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, go get a pedicure and a manicure or whatever it is that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that. Maybe it's a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Taking the time either the day before or days before or the day of to do some of those things that just bring you into that mindset, yeah. you know, that, that help calm you, that help relax you, that help make you feel sexy. For me, it's, it's exercise or, um, or, you know, getting a mani-pedi. I love that. Yeah. But yeah. those are the things that I do for myself to make myself feel sexy, to make myself feel good. Yeah. And that feeds into the whole sort of mindset for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a really good point. You made a really good point in the seminar about self-care and um, the, the fact that it's not like you start prepping for a play date 
five minutes before you go into a play date. This is something ongoing mm-hmm. that helps you just embrace a sexual identity. So many women have a tough time viewing themselves as sexual creatures. And self-care is one of those ways that that you can just embrace mm-hmm. your own sexuality and and make that part of your identity. Right. And it's not about trying to make yourself look perfect. No. It's about being healthy, taking the time to do the things for yourself that make you feel good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chase after feel good. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because it is all about pleasure. Right. Sometimes just getting a manicure or a pedicure. Oh, pedicure feels so good. Well, and part of that is just the fact that you're taking two hours to go do something mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can listen to... <laughs> Come as you are on Come your headphones. You on your headphones. There exactly. You I mean, music mm-hmm. or or a book mm-hmm. or the Two Hot Wives podcast. There you go. You know, just setting yourself up for that all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is just a good rule of thumb. I agree. Okay. So challenge number two, you're not feeling prepared going into a play experience. Mm-hmm. So what's the tip there? So I I like to pick out my outfit the day before. Yeah. You know, sure. so that I don't have to think of it on the day of, oh, this looks terrible on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I might even try it on to make sure that I still like it. You know, <laughs> even down to like your earrings mm-hmm. or whatever, your shoes. So that at the last moment, Mr. Cat isn't like, honey, we need to go. And I'm still looking for Mm-hmm. the lingerie I wanted to wear, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if I have that all set out and ready to go, I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's one way I like to prepare. The other thing is something that you can do sort of way ahead of time. And that's the swinger bag. Pack the swinger bag and don't let your hubby pack the swinger bag. Well, he can be a part of it because we do need condoms and lube. That is essential. That's yes. pretty much what they want to put in the in the swinger bag. Yes. Very important. But we also need hair ties, mm-hmm. right? Water. Water, lots of water. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cat always packs snacks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. We pack a red light bulb mm-hmm. to, yep, set to set the mood. Mood. If we're going to be in a hotel room, he just changes out the light bulb and immediately the room feels sexy. Yep. 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 What else? Games, icebreakers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you are um, not that sort of nice shoes, want to fuck couple and you need a little bit of time to kind of transition into sexy time, little games, icebreakers can be really fun Mm -hmm. to pack in the bag. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I always have in the bag is just a little sort of makeup kit. Okay. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. It's just that, you know, if you're done with play, and especially if you have a happy hour play date, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to eat dinner afterwards, which we highly recommend. Yes. You want to freshen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, a toothbrush, a little compact. Yeah. Um, Hygiene stuff. Yes. Is super important before. Afterwards is nice. It's not super fun to walk home and, and drive home mm-hmm. with dick breath. Like it's nice to <laughs> brush your teeth afterwards. Um, but but also if you've been eating dinner, having drinks, like just that chance to brush your teeth or pop a mint. Yep. And maybe you want to do that right before play. Exactly. Knowing exactly where that is in the bag is important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I like to do, I, I don't typically like the games part, but you know, I make cocktails. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll bring a simple cocktail 
a simple ingredients like, because liquor mixer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. because a lot of hotel rooms will have ice sure. they have glasses and that can sort of be something where i'm talking to the other woman and we're yeah. like you know just having a moment where we're transitioning mm-hmm. from being out being out to like preparing for whatever play we're going to do yeah it starts conversations it's interesting. It's fun. It's fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. It's it's that you, most of the time you need some little transition between walking into the hotel room and tearing each other's clothes off. Right. Not always. But well, sometimes. and when we walk into the room and Mr. Cat has set up the light bulb, that's usually the first comment is, wow, look at this room. Right? And that is a good segue into challenge number three, which is your play space doesn't feel Sexy right. for you. You're, you know, it is not getting you in the mood. Right. Well, it depends too on whether you play at home mm-hmm. or if you play in a hotel. So if you play at home, clean up your room. Yeah. Many of us have seen those pictures on the profiles where they've got like dirty laundry in the bag mm-hmm. and the nightstand has like three, you know, old, old, uh, old drinks on there yeah. and some craziness going on. Clean up your room. Make your space as sexy as you can just by the simple, simple part of cleaning it. Yeah. And then I, you know, I like to use the light bulbs to set sort of a sexy hue and sort of a an ambiance with lighting and, and softness. I love texture. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's your space, you can control that. Yeah. Something that's soft, like a blanket or pillows that are fluffy and you know you always need pillows right yeah for different positions they're very useful so just some of those things just thinking about the details of the room and making it as sexy as possible yeah i'm gonna give it an extra plug on the lighting issue Mm -hmm. because i personally can think of many times where i i the lighting kept me from really getting out of my head and enjoying myself because, you know, it's like bright overhead lights and I'm feeling Mm self-conscious about how I look in that lighting. So something as simple as putting a dimmer in the, in the lights in your own bedroom and not using like the overhead fan light to have (laughs) sex, um, or being completely in the dark, um, or bringing that little red light bulb so that you have soft, flattering lighting. It can make all the difference. Right, right. And music. I love bringing music. a little speaker and having music playing. It helps set the mood. It can also um, mask sounds that are happening outside of the room that can be really distracting. Sure. You can get tiny. We have a tiny little um, Bluetooth speaker. And it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. So having a a playlist all set up already and pay the extra dollar, (laughs) extra $10. To not have the the commercials going in the background. Absolutely. Yes. Nothing stops play like a a commercial for... Dyson vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Okay. Challenge number four. You're with someone new and they don't know how to... Push your buttons, right? They don't right. know how to touch you. They don't They don't know what turns you on. Yeah. So I think we have a slightly different approaches to this one, right? Yeah. You take the more direct uh, approach. Of communication. Well, yeah. so, so oh. taking a step back, right? What is the, the major tip, right, of season one? Use your motherfucking words. Use your motherfucking words. 
you, you have a new partner. They don't have 20 years experience of your body. If you like two fingers inside of you, you need to tell them, I like two fingers inside of me. Or, you know, I don't like it when you are, you know, fucking me so hard you're hitting me in the cervix. That's not fun for me. You need to communicate when you're feeling uncomfortable, when mm-hmm. you're feeling um, turned on by something. You know, uh, when I'm getting really close to orgasm, I sort of stop moving and a partner who doesn't know me may think, oh, maybe that's not doing it for her, but I'm just like right at the edge. So saying I'm really close to coming, don't stop what you're doing. You don't end up in that situation where they're trying to read your body language and uh, and they're getting it wrong because right. they're not using your words. Right. But yes, when to use your words can be really challenging. We mm-hmm. know we say, use your motherfucking words and it's super <laughs> cute. And you're like, but it's so hard, Kat. It hard. It's hard, Ams, to use my words. I don't want to do it. Um, well, and we use our words in different ways. We do. We have different style, right? Mm-hmm. You're more direct. You might say it over dinner before we go. <laughs> I, I, I am, and I, but I have a tough time doing it during play. I and really do. Even now, I mm-hmm. still have a tough time doing it during play. And that's play. where I am better. I can talk during play about mm-hmm. what I want. I just lower my voice. And just whisper what I like, or I ask them what they like. How do you like to be touched? Do you Mm -hmm. like this? Do you like that? And very often the question will come back to me. How do I like being touched? And then I can answer the question, but I'm, I amp up my dirty talk. So if we're in the middle of a play and I want them to do something, I'm like, use your hands. Oh, I like when you touch me with your hands as well. Yeah. And someone's going down on me. I like hands too. Me too. Yeah. So I just, I just, I, I'm able to say it in 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 with my dirty talk. Yes. Yeah. It in it's um it's a work in progress. Even you and I who have been running a podcast for like mm-hmm. the last seven months, it's still not easy always right. to communicate right. what you want. But I another plug for another fantastic book. Um, we have an upcoming episode based on the book, The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay, written by Jessica O'Reilly and Marla Stewart. And um, it is has a whole section on dirty talk. And it is not just the dirty talk that you hear in porno where it's like, yeah, fuck me so hard. It's <laughs> like using dirty talk to talk about what you like, being directive, right. using dirty talk to go over issues of consent, which is so incredibly important when you're playing with new partners mm-hmm. to, to you know, set your boundaries and your rules and to, to communicate, to find out what your partner is okay with or not. Well, and consent can be, I mean, we talk about ongoing consent. You don't have to wait to be asked. I mean, it doesn't always have to say, is this okay? Yeah. You can say, I love that. Sure. Oh, I like the way you're touching me there. That's giving consent. Yes, sure. Absolutely. Consent can be super, super sexy. Mm -hmm. In fact, there is a phenomenal little web series out there called Fuck Yes. (laughs) And it's, it's basically skits that go through what active, enthusiastic consent can look like. And it's something that's worth practicing. You know, I had a great little conversation with one of the participants at PCAP uh, and he was saying when he meets a new couple, he goes through the no game with his potential partner. And Mm -hmm. he says, I'm going to ask you five questions of things that I want to do to your body. I'm going to tell you five things that I want to do to your body. You have to say no to me 
because you should practice what it's like to say no and feel, you know, comfortable and empowered enough to say no. Wow, that's super insightful. Isn't that cool? I loved that. I loved that. That's really cool. So he'd be like, I want to kiss your breasts. And you have to say, no, 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 no. thank you. Maybe later. How? There's a million ways to say no, although no itself is a complete sentence. You don't have to say anything more than that. You don't need to provide an excuse. But practicing saying no, like any skill, it Hmm. gets better with practice. I thought that was so fucking cool. I love that. I'm totally going to steal that. I love that. That Mm -hmm. is really cool. Yes. So practice using your words to make sure that you feel comfortable and safe and also to like amp up your pleasure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how about challenge number five? The, The idea that everybody has to get to the finish line. That's right. The orgasm. Yes. Right? Like it's not a successful play date if you didn't come and if they didn't come. We need to take that off the table. I agree. Yeah. So tip number five, stop focusing on the fucking orgasm. Focus on pleasure. That's right. Make pleasure your goal because you are not broken if you can't come on command. Right. It's okay. It's all normal. It's all normal. And that's that's guys and girls. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think for women, we have a really easy alternative available to us, which is faking it. Mm -hmm. Right. We can not fair. It's not it's not (laughs) because the guys can't fake it. No. Well, not Not I asked the question, like, have any guys are have any guys faked an orgasm during play? And there were some hands that got raised. So I think, you know, I've got a a a condom, it can Okay. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but I think we are so keyed into the idea of making our partner feel good about themselves, which you is You did a great. good job. That's right. Like we we want to be generous lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we'll fake it as like, oh, good job. You you made me feel so good. It's okay to say you made me feel good, but I did an orgasm. That's mm-hmm. all right. Um and and I had uh, partners once say, you know what, we typically don't orgasm on the first play experience. And Which is okay. nice. Yeah, right? it took the pressure off. And, and the, let you have a really good time because you weren't absolutely. thinking about it. You weren't worried about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. It is not a, it, it is a successful play date if everybody felt pleasure. And if you, you know, let your mind and your body be guided by what feels good mm-hmm. to you. I remember one time, I think it was actually with Mr. Cat. He was going down on me and he was using his hands. And I remember feeling like I was getting close to orgasm and it felt so good. Like it takes me a while to Mm -hmm. orgasm, but it was feeling so good. I didn't want to orgasm because I didn't want that, that build up, that feeling to That prolonged pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And normally what's in my head is, oh, I'm getting close to coming. Oh, I'm getting close to coming. Like, keep doing I'm gonna that. Do, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Yay, I'm going to get there. But if I, you know, can switch gears and just focus on, God, that feels so good. I don't want that to stop. Sometimes I come a lot easier, which mm-hmm. is great. You know, orgasms for the most part feel really good. But it was like this this switch that flipped in my mind where I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to focus on coming because then it's hard. It's mm-hmm. harder when you're mm-hmm. thinking about what am I going to get there? What am I going to get there? And I'm just going to focus on what feels really good. And that that can be sex play. 
That's totally sex play for me. Sure, sure, sure. Ed- edge play is something that I uh, that I do regularly because I don't want to lose that prolonged period of just pure pleasure. Mm-hmm. I I do come easy, yeah. sometimes too easy, and I miss out on that oh, amazing just feeling of euphoria mm-hmm. that comes before that. Mm-hmm. I have to say. Slow down, slow down. Yeah. Stop for a second. Oh, I need to. I need to breathe for a second. I need just you know. I need to switch gears because I want that longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, both are normal, right? Everybody's different. Everybody's normal, and you are not broken if you don't come during every play date, right. men or women. Um, so stop putting so much pressure on yourself to come. Stop putting so much pressure on your partner mm-hmm. to to come. If, you know, I think checking in and saying, is there something I can do for you? Is there something that, that would make you feel a lot of pleasure? That's cool. But, you know, putting pressure on yourself or your partner, like, what do you need to come? That's not sexy. Mm-mm. That's not fun. So so switch your expectations, switch your focus to pleasure and not to orgasm. And your dates will be much more pleasurable. That's right. That's <laughs> You'll right. have a lot more fun. Yeah. You know, that goes back to having your head in the game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it all sort of circles. All of these, all of these um, challenges and tips, they kind of go together. That's right. Because if you decide from the beginning that I'm not going to worry about orgasm, that helps you get your head in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Sex is 10% between the legs and 90% between the ears. It's a mind game. It's a mind fuck. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all get mind fucked together. So that was it. That's what we talked about. It was fantastic. We were getting amazing feedback from, um, from our audience members and all throughout the podcast of Palooza, people were coming up to say, I use my motherfucking words. I loved that. <laughs> that was crazy because that's something that just sort of started to come up in our conversations as we started the podcast. We didn't plan for that no. to be a thing. Yeah. But all of a sudden it just started we just kept using the phrase because it was it it was part of our conversation. It was everything that we were talking about. Yeah. And then to hear everybody coming up to us and saying that to us just was Way cool. It was awesome. It was awesome. We've 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 touched hearts. We've we've touched other things. <laughs> <laughs> and they've touched us. Yes. Yes. So uh, uh two weeks from now, we are back with our regularly scheduled programming. We're going very excited. Season two. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got anal play coming up. I know that's your favorite. Well, you know, if you listen to our interview with consenting adults. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite thing. It's absolutely your favorite. I, <laughs> I love anal. So I, I think I said it, it eight times. <laughs> I honestly, it feels like they they edited the same phrase and just used it eight times. Right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. So we're we're talking about anal. We're talking about seduction. We're talking about uh, sensual massage. Mm. We've got some phenomenal topics coming up, and they're so juicy. They're so meaty. I'm really excited too because I we're going to give them a little more time, a little more weight. Exactly. Um because very often after we do the episode, maybe, you know, a couple days later I'm like, "You know what? I was just thinking about that and I wish I would have said this or I was thinking, you know, we should try this and it would go great with this episode that we just did." Yeah. 
So we have so much more to say. We've decided to take our topics and break them up into two episodes. So we're going to talk with subject matter experts in our first episode on a topic and kind of explore our prior experiences. And set ourselves some sexy homework. That's right. And then get back together for the second part of the episode where we're going to talk all about it. Yeah. Tell you how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. I am too. Yay. All right. Until then. Thanks for listening. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening.